Hello guys, this is Candace. And this is Christina. And we are back with episode six, six of Wine and Takeout. Hey, this is good. Yes. Oh my gosh. <sighs> You're you seem bubbly today and energetic. You know what? It's so freaking hot outside. I can't help but feel like I gotta take on the energy of the sun. I know. Oh my god, it's so dang on hot. How I mean, how can you even survive in this heat? What are you doing? I mean, I'm drinking a lot of water like I always do, but more in particularly, like I'm looking for activities where I'm outside, but I can wear my shades and a nice dress and just stay cool for a little bit. Like the movies is always a great option for me. Okay. Yeah. The movies is kind of cool, but for me, Mm. you know, I'm headed to the grocery store. I'm going to stick my head in one of them ice boxes when I get my briars, okay? Oh! Now, for real, that's the only relief you could get. It's like 100 degrees out here. Yeah, I do hear some great stuff about the Western Beef grocery store, especially, because <laughs> it is cold in every single aisle. Shout out to Brooklyn. If you're oh. from Brooklyn, you know about Western <laughs> Beef. That's where you get them hamburgers when your family is having that 4th of July barbecue. Oh, yes. And speaking of 4th of July barbecue, that's coming up. Yes. Are you doing anything? No, I'll be at work. Um, Okay, well, I'll be (laughs) off. Unfortunately, I will not be barbecuing. And it's too damn hot to be barbecuing. Well, people are barbecuing. As hot as it is on the sidewalk, I think you could fry an egg on the concrete, honestly. That's true. Maybe I'll crash on this barbecue. You know, I wish that we were in Miami having Miami heat right oh now because we got all that Miami heat here in New York and it is not appropriate. I know. it's it's we, We're not ready for this. No, not at all. Not at okay. all. Alright, so we have a lot to discuss this week. Yeah. Um, I think we should kick it off with LeBron James. Okay. Okay, your boy dropped the bomb yesterday. What LeBron said? Okay, so he will no longer be with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, okay? again. After they got dragged. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, You know, they got sweat so mm-hmm. he just swept his way on to the Lakers. Yeah. And um, it's been a lot of discussion about loyalty and just just all of these things this week. Um, and I find it to be interesting. Um, so I wrote about it. Mm. First of all, okay, people got to understand that these celebrities are not here to appease you and to basically cater to you in life. Like... LeBron is his own person. He has a family. He has things going on. And I just said that we need to actually look at what he did as a blueprint for how we can make our career path better. I mean, that's a good point, Candace. I mean, this is the second time that he has left the team that brought him into this great um, career that he has had over the last, how many, 12 or so years? I mean, he's 33 years old. And, you know, my our mantra, prepare for your Jesus year. And LeBron has set the stage for what we should be doing going forward. I mean, that's so true. He, I called it team hopping. And we all should be team hopping. Yeah. If you've been at the same company for eight years and you haven't seen a raise, you mm-hmm. haven't seen any type of, like, bump in position, you hmm. need to explore other opportunities. And I'm not saying that's what LeBron went through, but we can take some inspiration from that. So basically, when you leave your, your company, you can see, as I said, better opportunities. So if your your job is important into you, they aren't helping your skill set grow, you need to look for advancement in other places. Yes. Also, there's bigger pay. That's a huge advancement. Um, Nobody's going to give you a raise for doing the same thing you've been doing for eight years. So Mm -hmm. guess what? You got to go elsewhere. You got to go find a a job pool that needs your skills and qualifications so that you can demand more. And I'm going to add on to that just real quick. 
you know, sometimes when you're on LinkedIn or those different um, job posting pages, they say, what salary do you desire? And sometimes you're like, I'm going to underball myself because I'm afraid if I put too much, they're not going to consider me for the interview. You might surprise yourself. Put the amount that you think you deserve and that as soon as you get your foot in the door, you that's when the negotiations begin. Always, always, always ask for more. And as we move on to the next bullet point, negotiating power. Ah, there we okay. go. Okay, you have no negotiating power at your company that you've been with for eight years. No. Because guess what? They look at you and they see you as a little minion. You're just going to do what you're told to do and that's it. You know, you... you you better, you're better off going somewhere else so you can bargain for things such as better benefits and more vacation time. Mmm, vacation time. And my last point was that you'll get a fresh start. Okay, like how many times do you go into that mundane workplace and you're, you, you're not happy to be there, you're just counting the minutes to 5 o'clock or whatever. If you get a fresh start, you might meet some people that you enjoy working around. You, you'll be able to actually have your ideas heard and you'll feel like a valuable member of the team. So stop hating on, Le- on LeBron, okay? Yeah, I mean... Let him do his thing. Yeah, I mean, you can't really be mad at the guy. He's, he's chasing a ring. What do you think? You got to go to where you know be chasing, chasing the rings. rings. And, okay. that, and that is in your personal life. That Amen. is in your professional life. Preach. You should always be chasing the ring. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a diamond ring. The ring could be a symbolism of just a goal that you want to have happen for yourself. Call it positivity. Chasing positivity. And once you stop chasing goals at your place of employment, that means it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. All right, so next up on the site, we also covered Chrissy Teigen. Y'all know I love Chrissy. That's my boo. I love how she just shuts down our president all the time. Yes. Her Twitter feed is amazing, but yeah. Chrissy was at the um, Families um, Belong Together March over the weekend, as well as several other celebrities like Ava DuVernay, um, um, What's it? How you say the guy's name? Lynn um, Manuel. Oh, Miranda. Miranda. Yes. Yeah, that's my homeboy. I haven't seen <laughs> Hamilton, but I do recognize when he does make an appearance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they she got on stage particularly and had her little one-month-old baby. Baby Miles. Baby Miles was all wrapped up, all cuddly on his mama bosom. And she gave a nice two-minute speech about, you know, the whole separation of the um, families from their parents and the immigration policies. And, you know, she just spoke about, cause she's a first generation born American. Her mother is from Thailand and her dad is from the Norway. So she knows firsthand that, you know, her parents came to this country to have a better life for their children. And she just doesn't agree. And she will continue to say she doesn't agree with these policies that President Trump, AKA 45, put in place to separate babies from their parents. Right. It's just so cold. You know, as a parent, this story just moved me because I'm just like, you know, she is really putting her conviction out there. She's truly taking a stand to take her young, young baby out there on that stage and just really make a moment in time for so many people showing them that, look, I'm going to fight for you. That means so much. It means so much. And Honestly, we don't even have to even talk about 45's policy because you know what? He's sitting up there trying to act like, oh, I'm actually saving, you know, these kids or whatever when he actually put it in place, like all that BS. But at the end of the day, wrong is wrong. You know, separating a, an eight-month-old baby, we discussed this last week, okay? 
from their parents at the border. It's just wrong. It's just, I don't care what the law is, what it says. It's just not right and it's inhumane. That's just my personal opinion. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Right, right. And also on a political front. Yes. There are so many different millennials stepping up into the political realm. I mean, just here in New York, we had Alexandria Ocasio-Torres. who Cortez. Just, Cortez. Cortez. Oh, pardon me, girl. <laughs> but your lip be looking cute with the red. I'm going to just put that out there real quick. You know, I mean, she's 28 years old and she took on an incumbent who was in the political realm in Congress for... I think since 1999, he was actually next up to be Speaker of the House. And she stepped up in there and was like, listen, I have ideas. We need a change and I'm going to do something about it. And she ran and she won in the primaries. Right. There's been a huge discussion about millennials now stepping up because for so many years they've been told to wait their turn. So that's why you have a Chuck Schumer and a Nancy Pelosi sitting on the top and they've been there for years and we really haven't seen a lot of change. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this should send a flash through every millennial and every industry. Like you don't have to wait to be told to do what you know how to do. If it's in you and you're moved by it and you want to see change, then go ahead and go after it and do what you have to do. She has a very, very progressive platform and a lot of people related to the changes she wanted to see. You know, she wanted to abolish ICE and I don't think we've ever heard that stated, like verbalized. And Mayor de Blasio jumped on the bandwagon, of course, because she was getting all of this positive praise. And he's just like, yeah, I agree. We should abolish ICE. But I mean, she's just very forward thinking. And we need, she's 28 years old, you guys. Yeah. 28. Okay. She made history. And uh, we need, we just need to move forward. We need more activity. And the fact that She's paving the way for so many young people. I mean, we should just keep the momentum going. And I mean, it goes back to the old saying that I like to use. If you don't stand up for something, you'll fall for anything. Amen. My mother used to say that. Hmm. That's the truth. (laughs) It's the truth. You know? Yeah, man. Um, All righty. This is moving along Hmm. pretty, pretty fast. Hmm. (laughs) Yes. Well, look, this, this topic right here. Okay. I think, I think we all need some advice in this arena if you've been on either side but i'm gonna take a sip of water on this before we get into it okay Mm. so i'm not sure y'all probably saw the video on the shade room okay (laughs) but lee daniels okay he was minding his business i don't know if he was at some type of party or what but um dame dash rolled up on him with the camera crew and was like, hey, yo, he even had the closed caption on a video. So oh, my no God. Oh. Hey, yo, you, where my $2 million I loaned you or whatever for um to make precious or whatever that movie was at that time. Yeah. And then Lee Daniels was caught off guard. He had that look of like, oh, shoot, he got me. Like, he'd been dodging him for years. <sighs> and Dane, he was bold enough. He put it on his Instagram. He tagged the shade room. And look, it went viral. Guys. And it was so embarrassing because I'm uh, like, Lee, uh, you you run Empire on Fox. Like, you making bank right now. Like, and we all know Dame Dash's struggle. <laughs> ever, since, ever since Rockefeller broke up, homie been hanging on by a thread, okay? Oh. He got divorced from Rachel Roy. She oh. in his pockets. Mm. I mean, he ain't getting none of the Jay-Z money. So, it's been a struggle for him. So, how did you, as a black man, not help your fellow brother out? And he invested in you. The least you could do is pay him back when you get on top. 
But did he really have to come at him like it was an episode of Cheaters? Absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, the rolling up on the camera. Like, he had a production. That Absolutely. was a production. That like, was the only way he was going to get his money back. And yeah. you know what? It just showed a different side of Lee Daniels mm. for me. Because mm-hmm. there's been, you know, a lot of tugging on tug of war with him and Monique. Mm. You know, he's sitting up there saying that Monique deserved to get blackballed. Just... Just casting down on her character and stuff like this. And this is what you're doing behind the scenes? Yeah. You ducking and dodging, you ain't paying your bills. So you aren't any better, but you're looking, you're sitting high and looking low on Monique. Mm. And I mean, I just feel it isn't right. So he did, did he say he was going to pay the man back? He eventually said he did. TMZ stopped him. Oh. Okay, so he got ran up on twice. On twice. <laughs> oh, <Okay. God. laughs> so TMZ stopped him and asked him about the situation. He was like, you know, I'm going to give him his money because it is the right thing to do. And I'm like, it absolutely is. It was the right thing to do two years ago. Yeah. When that bill was due, when Empire came out and when it blew up. Yes. You know? I just don't understand. I also heard that he filed a $5 million lawsuit against him. So I wonder which one he's going to actually state wait out for. Is Dame going to go to court first? Or is he going to take his verbal agreement that he made to TMZ and say, I'm going to wait and get my just two million? I don't think he should trust it. I no. think he should follow through and go to court because that's straight up interest right there and he's entitled to it. You know, and I mean it just makes me wonder like who else is shady in this industry? That's some shady stuff. <laughs> I mean, the mere fact that Lee at the time felt the need to go to Dame Dash at whatever point in life he was at, and Dame had the cash to even give him. The right thing to do is give it back. But it makes me wonder, like, how good of friends you have to be with someone to ask them for money at all. And I mean, I'm one to say, if I can't live without getting the money back, then I'm not going to give the money at all. Right, right. Well, well, Lee Daniels, he was very pressed to say that it was an investment. Ah. It was an investment. But Mm. investment loan, I don't care what kind of fancy word you put on it. If you owe somebody money, you better pay them back. That's just Period. awful. That is you just know? awful. And it brought back, I don't know, my favorite movie of all time is A Bronx Tale. Okay. And it brought back that scene from A Bronx Tale. Um, can't remember the character's name, but I know he was telling the young man, like, look, if you can't afford to lose it, don't loan it out. You mm. know what I'm saying? Or you give somebody $20, they'll be gone forever or whatever if they don't give you back, give it to you back. I think that's kind of what the message is. But I mean, like, why does it have to be that way? Like, you're wealthy. Give mm. this man his money. Yeah. It's a shame to see money go between any kind of relationship you have, especially friendship. You do not mix money and friends. You don't even mix money and family because mm. you're always going to get let down. Damn. People aren't going to pay you on time. They aren't going to give you enough. Or they're going to like, you know, you definitely don't want to take out a loan for somebody because then if they default, you're responsible for it. That's it's your credit your score, yeah. And I mean, so people just don't have that value for money if it isn't in their name. Now, how pressed do you have to be to even want to ask for that kind of money from a friend? Like, $2 I think million? It, I dollars? think it boils down to the principle for Dame Dash. Uh. She was just like, you know what? I've been getting dragged in this industry for so long. You know, people are just, you know, just saying whatever about me. I'm in my, in my right mm-hmm. right now. I can say what I want to say. I can get my money back. And if it takes me doing a freaking cheetah's ambush then mm. i'm gonna get my money back damn he put dude on front street he sure enough did but it was hilarious and i have to thank him for that because guess what i needed that, that video was so well produced <laughs> <laughs> i 
I feel like I was yeah. watching a music video of BET. Oh I was just God. like, okay, dang. All right. You still got it. Okay. <laughs> but, mean, um, yeah. It's a shame because I, I think about this topic and I have friends who have recently came to me and asked me, like, how do I ask for this person my money back? Like, you know, planning an event where you're the maid of honor and you have to front money for a certain thing involving the bride and you're dealing with people you may or may not know very well and you're waiting for your money to come back. Meanwhile, the credit card bills are coming up. The interest is going higher and you're waiting for this one person to give you the money back. And it's like, well, how do I ask this person that I'm not really that cool? with for money right. I mean it's like you have to become a bank all of a sudden and you're like excuse me hi my bills are due on this month this date you know give me and my money back you even have that conversation you can pretty much assume the, the relationship is not going to be the same before it even even started I'm talking about strangers giving you know this kind of grief to someone I know I mean you know I've always felt funny about money mm-hmm. like I'm that friend that Okay, so I need to, when people have these, like, birthday brunches or whatever, and they're oh, like, God. okay, let's split the bill. Oh. First of all, I need to know how many people going to be there. Yes. I need to know what's going on. Because, look, <laughs> I've been to places yeah. where everybody pays a certain amount, and then you got one person paying $5, and you're like, yo, what? Why'd you come? Why are you here? Like, who could have sat across the room if you're going to pay $5? (laughs) Go to the bar with that $5. You know, I mean, money is very, we have, we're, I just, I just think our culture is very, like, weird about money. It's just a touchy topic and everybody handles money differently. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you deal with money, you're dealing with people and their emotions and it's just really touchy. But for me, my ground rule is when it comes to friends, look, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't loan money. I don't loan money. I loan money to my siblings. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. I just. I just can't loan money to friends because I know it's gonna be weird. Like mm-hmm. if I, ha- I ha- unless you're like a good friend and you show me that, um, you know, you can give give it back. But I'd rather just give it away. Yeah, I've seen friendships end over money. I mean, friendship of de- decades long ending over money, and it's I. It happens all the time. And even with all these cute little apps out here, you know, you got um, Venmo, you got Cash App, you got PayPal, you got even throughout your bank, you have different systems. I think um, Zelle is one through Citibank. You can send to any bank out there in the world. And yet people are still sitting here like, where my money at? Exactly. I don't understand. (laughs) You got so many avenues to get people their money Oh, I don't got no cash on me. Oh, I'm kind of like, yeah, you better get that app open. You paid that phone bill. (laughs) you got that data plan and you can give me my money back exactly so basically look if you're not good with paying people their money don't borrow it like figure out some other way unless it's super like a time sensitive situation you're about to get evicted you got laid off right i can understand those circumstances but don't be saying oh i need um a hundred dollars so I can make my mixtape. Like, no, <laughs> that's not an extreme not the circumstance. Oh, no, that's, that's essentially what Lee Daniels asked him. <laughs> I need this amount of money so I can make <sighs> Precious a reality or whatever. Oh, and God. I don't know how close they were, but that's a lot of money right that there. Is, that's what I'm saying. Like, how close were these two men before this happened? I know, man. You couldn't get two million out of me. I don't care how much money I'm making. Hmm. <laughs> I tell you, because look at what happened to Dame. Now he ain't got two pennies to scratch with. I know. Oh, Damn my gosh. Shit. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I hope this actually revitalizes Dame Dash's career. Because you know what? He needs to do something. I gave He Candace contributed so the, much to the hip-hop. Come on. 
Girl. industry. And I feel like, you know what? Let's give this man another shot to do something. Maybe he can make another movie. I don't know. We do not need a state property five. We need a state property. We need something. Ugh. We need to give Dame Dash a check because this man has been very disloyal to people. And, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the new people who are running BET will do something more positive and maybe they'll give Dame something to do. Yeah. Hopefully. I, somebody need to throw Dame Dash a bone. Damn. Hopefully it's Lee Dames. Oh. Get that man his money. He going to still not pay, pay him even if he had him on the payroll. <laughs> it's a damn shame. Yes. So we just want to wrap up. Um, I would like to just say thank you to all of our supporters Yay. and our followers. Ooh. I mean, this has been so hard for both of us juggling this project. It takes up so much of our time, but we do it because we love it. Yes. Um, for me, it's a complete departure from what I do every day at work. So whenever I'm, you know, focused on 32 or, you know, the podcast, it's just really fun. I feel like I'm enjoying myself. I get to apply these skills that I haven't used in a while, you know, so it's, it's fun. And I really appreciate everyone for tuning in. I agree, Candice. I mean, my day to day can be very, very down and out and, you know, dealing with all kinds of emotions that are all negative, negative, negative. And like you said, this is giving me my creative side. It's keeping me fresh and you guys keep me young. Yes. Yes. I know I'm only 32, <laughs> but I was telling Candace, I feel like my mind is like a 90 something year old. I'm so behind with everything. I'm like learning as I'm being a part of 32. So I thank you guys for always tuning in and leaving your feedback and sharing us on all your social media platforms. Yes. Y'all are one, more, one more thing before we go, before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. um, I guess I would like to give you guys a little teaser oh. of some content that's coming. What you telling okay. them? So, we are going to work on a collaborative post for the site okay. on our struggles with TV. <laughs> so look, y'all, this could be a bigger collaboration. <gasps> if you guys have any type of struggle with TV, like it could be keeping up with the episodes, power just dropped. I mean, Ooh, there's a good time. It's a lot of shows going on right now. And for me, I just feel overwhelmed or maybe you don't have time. I would like to know, how are you guys managing your TV watching? Um, drop us a line. You can tweet us at 32letter. Um, you can email me, Candace at 32letter.com or Christina at 32letter.com. Let's chat. Let's have a discussion. Or if you're feeling real frisky and you want to drop me your username and password for some of these apps, <laughs> I would really appreciate it. Oh, too. yes, because my girl is in a struggle over here. <laughs> you don't have cable. But so. we will write about that and you will read about it and make fun of me later. Yeah, so look for <laughs> This is our accountability plug. Whoops, excuse me. Um, look for that post next week and we will talk to y'all next time. Later. Later.